I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. I really need for these Not For Lazy Moms podcasts to really, like, be a hit. I've spent close to $200,000. Good Lord. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. Wow. So we have people coming and going, left and right. It's hard to even keep track. I know. It's wild. This year's been, like, the purge for Housewives. The purge, which I think, in a way, overall, is a good thing. Because it, right. like, frees up money. You know what I mean? Yeah, Keep us fresh. Keep us fresh. Yeah. So why don't we start with the one that's kind of like breaking as we are recording right now. Mm -hmm. And that's Teddy Joe. Yeah. So earlier this week, Page Six reported that there's nothing to expect now that Teddy's not expecting. Uh, They said that Teddy Mellencamp is set to be axed from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after three seasons on the show. The network has not been impressed with her performance on the show. An insider told the outlet they considered cutting her last season, but gave her one last chance. The insider added she is boring and stale and does not offer anything to the franchise with her robotic and stage delivery when interacting with the other cast members. The issue is the other cast members don't particularly like her beyond Kyle. No one is friends with her. Doesn't that, the insider sound like a stan? <laughs> who, do you, who do you think gave this quote? I don't know. Who's like, who's her enemy? I mean, Denise, right? Yeah, but at this point, I don't think Denise even gives a shit. Maybe Denise had somebody do it. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just strange that this, like so many of the recent departures has not played out like this. Right. In terms of like, it really leaking before Bravo or Teddy say anything officially, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Cause then we get to tonight's 
Instagram post of another video of Teddy um, announcing that she was fired. Which you don't see usually. They never usually like to like say that they're fired. They usually take Bravo's olive branch of like, here, go out on your own terms. Right, exactly. How much of this do you think has to do with like the firestorm that has been surrounding Teddy and All In over the course of the past week? I say the firestorm certainly didn't help. Um, I don't think it's the only reason, but I definitely think that like it is part of the reason for pushing this fully out the window, you know? I think I think it it's not the reason she is being fired, but is the reason it is not going so cleanly for her mm-hmm. in terms of Bravo being like here, like say whatever you want to say. Totally. Like I think Bravo, like Bravo wants to appear as though they fired her. Uh, like they're doing the right thing. Yeah. In people's books. Yeah. It's interesting like how Bravo will, and if Bravo will continue to react to kind of like social outrage mm-hmm. um, when it comes to these shows going forward, because they've kind of been playing a couple different sides in an interesting way, right? So like with the Stassi and Kristen thing, some yeah. people said they didn't go far enough with, and like include Jax in that. And then like with the below deck thing, they like fully, which is actually one of the more interesting cases because that show had so much of the season left to air and they basically erased this guy from below deck bed. Like how did that like work in execution? I have no idea because like you will completely forget he's on, he's not on the show. Whereas he was having confessionals. He was a full cast member before this announcement. And now it's like, you'll catch a glimpse of him in a scene where there was like no way to erase him. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what oh he's still here it's wild but it sounds like the the main drama of the season didn't involve him if they were able to work around him well yeah the main drama of the season was definitely hannah getting fired and i mean she's like been like the driving force of that show since season one so he was definitely eclipsed by all of that yeah wow um, I do want to get into the other big departure this week, which is Nini announcing that she's leaving Atlanta. Um, and this is from Deadline. So after a summer of rumors, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nini Leakes announced on Thursday that she's leaving the Bravo reality show, dot, 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 for now. She posted on her YouTube account, I have made the hard and very difficult decision to not be a part of Real Housewives of Atlanta season 13. It wasn't an easy decision for me. I haven't, I, I have been on an extremely, extremely long, exhausting, tiring, emotional negotiation. There has been a lot of emotion flying on both sides. I'm just so happy that I could say I was part of a genre that opened doors for black ensemble reality shows. She thanked Bravo, her fans, and the cast her team, and those at her production company. Uh, She says, it has been just amazing. Thank you guys so much. So for me, there's like so many aspects of this. So I think what's strange with Atlanta is I I get the feeling that they have been filming for a while already. 
Yeah, but like not a full season's worth. And I think that they're like, wasn't there an instance a few seasons ago where Nini like was still negotiating for a while, a while, a while, and she showed up like late or just like uh, as a friend of or something? There was but one I mean, season like, where her negotiation had her cut out of several episodes, I think, to avoid paying her a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Do you remember th- that? Yeah, but I also think in New York there was a season where like some of the full-time housewives were still negotiating while the filming had already started. Oh yeah. And they did some like fancy footwork to like include them in solo scenes in those early episodes and then group scenes later. That was the season where Sonia and Luann were still negotiating. Mm-hmm. So like their first few episodes were just scenes with the two of them. Yeah. Exactly. That might have even been like the townhouse season. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so there's that aspect of this. Um, there's the aspect of it that she's been like throwing a fit online for for months at this point. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, how do you even come back from that? Totally. And I just, like, has she been that good since? She is a Housewives legend. So hear me out. She's a Housewives legend. You can never take that away from her. Yeah. But has she really been that good in the last several years? Like since she like peaked around new normal glee time or has her head gotten so big that she thinks like she doesn't have to be a team player in order to be on this show. Yeah. See, like the thing is, it's very easy to compare her to Bethany because like, Bethany left and left as a legend and then came back. But like when Bethany came back, she was very different, but it was like a different compelling character. Whereas Mm -hmm. like when Nini returned, she was very different, but not a compelling character. Yeah. And when Bethany came back, she played along and she like was, she would film with everyone. She'd be in every scene. Like it, it's, she was a team player and this is a team sport. Yeah. I mean, was it the reunion? I, I don't know if it was like this last reunion or the one before where the one where she like completely shut down, mm-hmm. like was not even answering questions. Right. Yeah. It's been like a rough go the past few years with her. And I think like most people didn't really want her to return other than the people that acknowledge that she is a housewife's legend, a housewife's OG, but like, that's only going to get you so far, especially like in this day and age where we're shaking everything up so much. It's so interesting. The moment they started like naming and celebrating the quote unquote OGs, they also started getting rid of them. (laughs) Did you notice that? It's funny that like, she didn't take a lesson from Vicky's treatment over the past year. Well, I think in Nini's head and she, there's validity to this. In Nini's head, Nini is the most iconic housewife. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you ask a lot of people like about housewives, they will name Nini as like the top of the top, rightfully so, for a lot of yeah. like for a lot of reasons, for a lot of seasons. People who watch it as closely as us will say, well, there's a difference between like Nini then and Nini in the past couple years. Yeah. Well, um I <sighs> Can you imagine if she comes back again? That'll be so weird. I mean, I don't know. What does she do now? 
I don't know. I can't imagine like swag is thriving right now. And Ryan Murphy's not knocking on the door. I know that she was supposed to be in some pilot that actually like Matt McConkey was doing. Yeah. But I don't think that ever got picked up. I know she was like trying to restart that comedy hosting career that she kind of crashed and burned with after like throwing a fit on stage one time. But how do you do that with COVID? Yeah. So it's, I would imagine times are going to be a little tough right now. I mean, I could see her in like, I could see her in a hosting gig, like host, like co-hosting an ensemble show, but I don't think there's really any openings for her right now. I think she, she would succeed in a situation where like, it's not about her. Mm-hmm. Where she's like talking about something else. Yeah. Cause like she is good at giving commentary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I like this actually does make me more interested to see like what comes out of next season of Atlanta. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my God. Maybe when Megan McCain goes on maternity leave, Nini takes her seat at the view table. I I doubt that. (laughs) Okay. Let's get to the baby news. Uh, Jackson, Brittany announced, uh, on social media just yesterday that there's another Vanderpump Rules baby on the way. They're expecting their first child. Uh, They announced the baby news Monday on Instagram, holding up several sonograms in the photos uh, Brittany shared on her social media. Uh, And she wrote, mom and dad, the love of our lives coming soon. And Jax captioned his photo. So I'm going to be a dad. Uh, speaking exclusively to people, they said the baby is due in April 2021. We've been trying for around five months, and we just can't wait to grow our family. I had the ovulation sticks and all the apps. We're ready to go, Brittany said. Um, I woke up super early to go to the restroom. and just had a feeling I should take a test, and it was positive. I cried. I laughed. We were just so happy. Then I took three more tests and cried some more. So she actually is now joining the club with Lala, which I'm not even sure. Did we talk much of when Lala announced her her pregnancy or no? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, So Lala, Brittany, and Stassi now all pregnant. So is this a pregnancy pact? It it sounds like it. Where's the Katie Maloney announcement? I don't think Katie's pregnant. Katie was pregnant with the podcast and it's out and it started. Mm. I've listened to two episodes now. Wow. That's her baby, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not so interested in this. What I am interested in is what's strange to me is, are we not filming because we need to keep up the premise that this is about Lisa's restaurants? Because they could easily just film. I know, but I think they're keeping up the premise and trying to figure it out and like re, I don't know, like, recast it maybe sir is opening up for outdoor dining soon so yeah cameras might start being up around that i'm wondering where they're putting the tables at sir is it in the parking lot where all the fights always happen yeah i kind of think they're using the premise that we can't film right now to take advantage of like the fact that fuck like shit just went down with our cast Let's take a few minutes. Right. You know? Um, I am not looking forward to, on the heels of a Jackson-Brittany wedding season, 
having a Jackson Brittany baby season. I know. I can already predict how it's going to go. Yeah. It's like Brittany's really excited to have this baby. They're all hunky-dory, happy-go-lucky. Jax starts to have some sort of like meltdown and starts spiraling like he always Mm. does. Maybe he's out partying too much. Then we have to reconcile with that. And then at the end of the day, the baby comes and they're a happy family because Jax has reformed himself once again. Wow. Give you an Emmy for writing reality television. I know, but that's exactly what's going to happen. It's like yeah. the formula with him. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to like start hearing rumblings, even though I, I don't want to watch the show. I'm just curious in like the behind the scenes of it all. I know. It's just like, there's like some interesting characters that I still want to follow. Like I like Dana. Mm-hmm. I like to an extent. I like Katie Maloney. I can't help it. I've got a, place in my heart for her ariana ariana of course yeah and that's where it ends yeah i mean they really can like shift the story to tom tom mm-hmm. with like that cast of characters yeah and it makes sense yeah wow okay so while we may not be excited about that coming back i think both of us are excited about this Announcement that kind of came out of nowhere. So excited and so random. So Bravo announced truly out of nowhere. Bravo's chat room. This is the rundown from People Magazine. Bravo fans might want to sit down for this one. The network is launching a brand new late night series called Bravo's chat room. Hosted by Summer House's Hannah Burner, Potomac's Giselle Bryant, former Below Deck star Kate Chastain, and Atlanta's Portia Williams, Bravo's chat room will feature the four women as they discuss the biggest headlines in pop culture and unforgettable Bravo moments. They will also open up about their own personal experiences in relation to current events. Portia has entered the chat. I am so excited to be joining this fantastic group of ladies for Bravo's chat room. It's a new virtual adventure we're all jumping into and can't wait for Bravo fans to see, Portia told people. There are so many things happening out there in the world that it's really important that we come together and speak from our own points of view. Plus, you know, I love to give my two cents. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the series was shot entirely over Zoom, allowing fans to get an even more intimate look into that host's lives. Chastain said, while the Zoom format is still somewhat new for everyone, I actually love how it has allowed us such a strong, funny, and dynamic group of ladies to come together regardless of locations. We truly have a dream team. Immediately following Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, the six-episode season will air Sunday and Monday nights. Andy will also executive produce alongside Portia and Kate Chastain. Andy uh, told people, I am thrilled for these Bravo ladies who already have such big personalities on our network to come together virtually for the ultimate group chat. Their quick wit and powerful observations will provide a much-needed voice in today's pop culture landscape delivered in a way that only Bravo can. Bravo's chat room premieres September 27th and will air Sunday and Monday night through October 12th. Wow. Got as many episodes as the first season of Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah, wow. Great promo for our bonus Patreon episode that is dropping alongside this week's main episode of Come Through Queen. I'm excited for this. I'm so I'm not surprised that Portia is an EP. I am surprised that Kate Chastain is an EP. Why? I just like, I don't know. I haven't watched her seasons of Blow Deck. I 
appreciate how big of a star she is and how big of a star Bravo's kind of like working on making her and they want a place for her. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not as surprising as I thought. I just like, it's kind of random given like the lineup of the four, I guess to yeah. me. Um, but Bravo has been trying to place her somewhere, even giving her, she does like a recap episode of Below Deck Med on Tuesdays after the Monday episode. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch so with weird. Kate or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling like something Kate Chastain related was coming. And she had like, well, she also had that big moment with Teddy Joe at Watch Weapons Live, live yeah. Yeah. at BravoCon. Um, and she's like kind of a social media favorite as far as like people love her takes on things. So, I mean, also, if you look at it, like, she and Portia are the two coming from the shows with the best ratings of the four That's women. That's a good point. That's a good point. But what do you think of like the the makeup of the four women? I think it's interesting. I'm excited for it. And if I were to change one thing, mm-hmm. I would put Paige DeSorbo in Hannah's place. But I understand why Hannah got the job because she does do podcasting stuff. So... She's got like, she's hosted before. Yeah. I mean, we obviously are big page stands on this podcast. I kind of like love it in terms of legitimizing Summer House. Same, same. And I've heard uh, Hannah talk on other podcasts and I've like enjoyed listening to her in that forum yeah. in a way that I don't really like her as much on the show. But yeah. I mean, she was on our former guest. Hannah Pector's podcast, The Kids Women, and that episode mm-hmm. was great listening to her. Yeah. Um, I feel like if this premiered two years ago, it would have been like a Vanderpump. It would have been Stassi, probably. 1,000%. And thank wow. God it's not. I know. Thank God it's not. It is like for people on like the better side of opinions if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like people whose like opinions i can count on to as far as i know not be garbage politically yeah i mean i guess kate chastain is the only person i don't really know like where she lands on anything i think i've like followed i think i know enough about her to know that like we're okay yeah um i do think this is great for giselle in terms mm-hmm. of kind of in a way that we were saying how like I like Nini would do well at this because I think Giselle like Nini is good at talking about things that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily have to do with anything about herself. Giselle was amazing on the uh, special that aired uh, semi recently, the round table. Yeah, so the race like, America special. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to hear everything she has to say about a myriad of issues on this. Yeah. It's just like, I love, I love like odd couples. So like, this is going to be great to me. Yeah. I, I'm like more excited about this. OC coming back. I know. I was even like going on each of their Instagrams to see how each of them had spoken about it, who tagged who, et cetera, because I just like love seeing how all of this comes together. So, I wonder, like, how current each episode is going to be. Like, are they going to be recording it, like, the day of or the day before? I don't know. It kind of sounded like they, like, 
what you read kind of sounded like some of it might already be in the can. But I don't understand how do you talk about current events, whether it be pop culture or like stuff going on the, in the world, if it's already been recorded. I don't know. As well, it is like when we record this podcast, like by the time I edit it and publish it, it's like hard to stay current, you know? I know. We'll watch, we'll have to watch what happens, you know? Watch what happens live after watch what happens live. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Why don't we discuss what happened on our shows this week? Perfect. Okay. Shall we start with the final part of the Beverly Hills reunion? Yes. The show is over. <laughs> Say goodbye. Except we do have both a Secrets Revealed episode of Beverly Hills and New York following each of their last parts of their reunion. What secrets are going to be revealed in Beverly Hills? Like I anything? Maybe it's going to be like more Chicago footage. I bet it's just like scenes of Sutton and Jennifer Tilly for an hour, which I would love. Actually, um, I think there was a clip posted online. And part of it's going to be Sutton's birthday party, which was not shown. Oh, yeah, I did see that. It looked crazy. Yeah. I know. It's like Two hopefully cigars. That's- Hopefully that's a good sign of things to come in terms of like getting more Sutton. The fact that secrets are being revealed about her. I know. I will say on the, um, did you watch the watch what happens live with all the podcasters who weren't us? Yes. So I think that like Andy brought up Sutton. It was like a, do we stand or not stand or like something like that about like different things. And Sutton was one of them. And all of them said that they loved her, mm. which, like, Andy kind of seems surprised. Okay. Ple- pleasantly surprised? I don't know. So hopefully, like, that kind of support means that we're getting more Sutton next year. Yeah. I think, though, that, like, you can't equate super fan freak reaction, which, like, we are part of, to, to ratings, like, to general public reaction. Mm-hmm. Because I think those are two different beasts a lot of the time. Yeah, I know. And everything that I like is always canceled, so. But but the fact that both Denise and um, Teddy are leaving, like, leaves more room for Sutton. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, this final part <laughs> was miserable. <laughs> it's mostly Denise versus the world. In a way that's just, like, not enjoyable. Uh, it's Denise versus Teddy in terms of, like, them talking about, like, oh, well, Denise, you said in your confessional, like, I've said worse things about Teddy, so, like, what is it? And, of course, like, Denise can't talk her way out of a paper bag, so, like... <laughs> Do you think she just, like, says stuff and just immediately forgets that she said it? Yes. It's so crazy. I mean, we do have to remember that she was recording those COVID confessionals on Chromatica. So, like, what is said there does not count in this world. Um, okay. There was more talk of Erica, Chicago, Garcelle not coming to Chicago. I This was interesting to me <clears throat> and a nice break from Denise. They really tried to pin Garcelle down with this and like tried to like KO her and like act like this was like her greatest sin not going to Chicago. And Garcelle, I mean, like, I, I don't think Garcelle was prepared to 
answer to this. So her two excuses were kind of flimsy, but like, it just seems so I was so off put by the behavior of the other women in regards to this. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, like that she won all the other women want her to play by the same rules. And as in terms of like, we have to all pretend we're best friends. Right. And she's laid it out pretty clearly since the jump. She's like, this is who I'm friends with. This is who wasn't as nice to me. So like, and like Erica was one of those people who she said was like nice to her, but she had like things to do in LA. You can't just jump on a plane and go cross country for Chicago, which has been on, it's been on for how many years, but also like, if Tom Girardi can't be bothered, I know why should Marcel? I mean, that was wild. Tom Girardi not going to like opening night of his wife's Broadway debut when it's been made such a big deal that like this is her dream. I'm sorry, but like you go opening night to your wife's whatever, like opening of the envelope. That was so embarrassing. I know. Especially like following up the big deal they made of it in that scene they shot together of like him looking at the contract and like, I know so and I you. like you could say he had to work or whatever, but also like at what point is he old enough where he can just be like, it's chill. I don't have to take this case. I can go see my wife. We have enough money though. They might not have enough money is what we've heard. Yeah. I mean, I would think like he is of the retiring age at this point. Y- yeah. Like 14 years ago, maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm not... Sorry, is that ageist? You can edit it out if it's ageist. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, I would love to retire (laughs) early, you know? Come on. Growing up, we had, like, this one family friend who their dad, like, hit it rich really, really young, and he was already retired, like, at, like, 30-something. And I was always like, wow, that's the dream. So, like, what was he doing? I don't know, like... Probably investing in other things. I don't know. I I feel like retired people like just go and start investing in other things. Mm-mm. No, I, I meant like, what was he doing? Like, was he just like hanging out like at the house? I think like hanging out and investing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably like wow. sitting in his home office and like hitting some buttons and like, like investing. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, boop. I want to invest in Apple. Boop, boop. I want to invest in Google. Boop, boop. I want to invest wow. in... Sweet green. Okay. Um, I guess like the big last thing is like the deterioration of the Rinna Denise friendship and relationship. I just think to me, it's Rinna is willing all of her friend, all of Rinna's friends right now should be like looking in the mirror and really reflecting on who they are as friends to her and who she is to friends to them. Cause like Mm -hmm. if she can do this, like throw away a 20 year friendship for some like TV ratings and some notoriety, what can she do to you? Um, I would be afraid to like come on the show. Yeah, of course. It was funny that they talked about the, well, Rena, like has anything ever happened with you on this show that like you didn't want talked about. 
And she's like, well, the, like the whole Amsterdam thing. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't talk about it. And you claimed there was nothing to talk about. Yeah. Right? I know. I like can't. It's interesting that we brought that back up, I thought. Yeah. I mean, Rinna loves to like be around and talk about Kim because I think she thinks it makes her look good. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, it makes her look really bad. <laughs> I know. But she doesn't seem to like have an under- understanding of like what looks good or bad or what makes for good television or not. Like that that post of like her pleading to Bravo, like let's make Beverly Hills fun and belly laughs and this or that. It's like. But like, when has that show ever been that? It it's hasn't never been ever, fun. Especially since you joined, Rena. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wasn't Amsterdam her first season? I think so, actually, yeah. Yeah. She went from calling Tim, I mean, Kim her little turtle mama to throwing a wine glass at her in one season. I know. Remember when like, they were friendly on that Watch What Happens Live before Rena was on the show? The Watch What Happens Live I was at? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And Kim cornered me backstage later. Well, first I cornered her and asked for <laughs> For a picture then she cornered me and started telling me about how she doesn't actually like Faye Resnick and how she actually really do- does love turtles because she loves the fact that they dive so deep she just needed to let you know this yeah well because I was probably like the only person talking to her mm-hmm. yeah okay um since this is the end besides secrets revealed like where would you like to see us go? So we already know that Denise and Teddy are leaving. I think that leaves a good space. We know that Garcelle, Garcelle said on the reel that she would like to come back and it's up to Bravo. So yeah. things aren't cemented yet, but it seems like she's willing to work two full-time jobs, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because I actually also would like to see behind the scenes at the reel. That's like exciting and fun. Except like the behind the scenes at the reel right now is just like her opening her laptop. I know, but we get to see like maybe like the Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I would like Sutton to be moved to full time housewife. Sure. Um, there's the whole thing about Kathy Hilton maybe coming on as a friend of, which leads people to think that. Kyle is obviously staying, but also people also rightfully say that the Kathy Hilton rumor comes up like every year. So I could do with that or do without it. I don't really care either way. I feel like Kyle will probably stay. I think obviously Dorit is staying like she sent us off in the reunion. Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think she kind of by doing that cemented herself as the new matriarch. In our eyes, yes. No, I think in the in Andy's eyes as well. Maybe, but I mean, like, there's like there's Team Kyle out there who will never accept that. But like, I think this was Kyle's season to like to rise to the occasion, and she didn't. Those bangs really held her down. It held her back, yeah. And then I would like to see more diversity added to Beverly Hills, and. My so watch happens live tweeted asking like who we want to see hold a diamond like of an actress or whatever. And I said, and I don't think it'll happen because she's like 
in a huge rise in her career as far as like getting like a list roles and titles and stuff like that. But Niecy Nash, I think, mm-hmm. would be an amazing addition. Also, yeah. like a queer housewife. Also, like recently divorced from the man she had married and then recently married. So there must be some like interesting drama there. Yeah. And she's already friends with Garcelle. Like we read that people magazine piece about how Sherry Shepard, Nisi and Garcelle have like that dinner club where they invite younger black actresses to like mentor them. We need that episode as like Garcelle and her friends this upcoming season. I know. Like we'd need Nisi at least popping up in one episode. Bring us to that dinner club. And Sherry as well. Mm-hmm. I think like Erica and Renna could go. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to imagine Bravo getting rid of both of them though. Yeah. And like, I think for me, Rinna seems to be like every other season. I'm like enjoying her almost. Yeah. I and think I, the, I think the way they kind of wrapped up Erica this reunion kind of was setting up for this to be it. Mm-hmm. It was like, look, you achieve your dreams. Like, okay, great. We're done with you. And like, like we said previously, like Dorit is filling what Erica brought for us. Yeah. Like the fashion, like the camp, the looks. We don't get like the pop bops, but we could have a song coming soon. I mean, get in the pop bops from Erica either. I know, not anymore. So yeah. Hmm. Lemonade and Capri featuring who can she feature? <laughs> like an actual star? Yeah, like an actual star that Dorit can feature. Oh boy George. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if Gaga and Elton John could do a song, Dorit and Boy George can do a song. <laughs> that right? really is like an apt comparison. <laughs> it is. Okay, I mean, secrets will be revealed and we shall see what they are, but I think that's it for Beverly Hills. Let's yep. get to part two of the New York reunion. We're picking up with the, like, revelation of Scott giving John money. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, that Dorinda's thing with Tinsley is you're not showing your whole self. And Dorinda's reaction to this is pretending like nothing happened. Exactly. And she's not giving, like, if nothing, if, if you don't know anything about any money, then what are you screaming about? Who really knows? I, uh, it's still so unclear to me. Yeah. But like, also, where was that line of questioning from Andy? I know. He's not doing like anything, any real journalism here. <laughs> Like, I really want to get to the bottom of it. And I thought we were going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, they left us at a cliffhanger that I thought we were going to, like, secrets would be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Tinsley held her own as best as she could. But, like, mostly because it's hard to be on Dorinda's side at all. Yeah, Dorinda really has no leg to stand on here. Even like the dumb thing where Tinsley like was like, well, you don't really show your life with John. And then Dorinda like admitted that her friend Greg leaked the New York Post piece about her and John splitting. 
Yeah, that was really strange. And it's like, wow, you're really like putting all your cards out there. Like you've got people out here leaking. Like nobody really ever admits that they're the leaker. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like this particular episode was so behind the scenes and meta in like so mm-hmm. many ways. Right. Like getting to the conversation about like Leah mentioning Tinsley in the farewell speech. I know. And then we learn <laughs> that Dorinda was potentially mad because she knew that Bethany gave Leah's name to the producers and it wasn't like a natural friendship with Tinsley. Then Andy had to be like, yeah, but also the casting director already had Leah's name. Yeah. And then they talked about like Leah and Tinsley hung out before filming started and were becoming friends. And even at one point, didn't Ramona say something along the lines of like, Bethany's in your ear to Dorinda? Yeah. Which like, I think that is a correct thing that Ramona said. Like, I think it's probably true that Dorinda and Bethany talked going into the reunion. Well, we see Dorinda popping up with Bethany on social media. And like, Bethany doesn't pop up with anyone other than Carrie Duber. I know. <laughs> I, I really want to get to the bottom of Bethany and Carrie Duber so badly. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one talks about this. I think... If you DM'd Carrie Duber, she would reveal the secret. Secrets would be revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, does Bethany even know that she is with like a housewife from from (laughs) Dallas? But like, as much as Dorinda and Bethany are friends, and like Ramona made that comment, like Dorinda also did seem upset that Bethany decided like the day before filming to not film. Well, yeah, that was like another part of it. It was like the second part of it in Dorinda's mind was that they were down Bethany and then mid season, they were down Tinsley. So it was only like the core group of women moving forward and finishing the show. And that was like another part of it. It was like, we're here celebrating each other. Those of us who got through this as if they got through like war, you know, as if they got through. I think Dorinda is like holding the weight on the, on her shoulders of like producing a good show. And you and I both listened to Carol Radzeville on Heather Thompson's podcast, which if you have not done that yet, run and do not walk. It's only like 30 minutes and their conversation leads credence to, I think this theory, because they mentioned how like both Aviva and Dorinda went into the show like knowing and studying like what and what does not make good television. Right. It really was a very interesting conversation. They also go into a lot of like, they speaking of secrets revealed, they reveal a lot about different trips and like behaviors on trips and stuff like that. Drug use, which is like, you got to like peel the, the onion back in terms of like embassy row which produces Watch What Happens Live, is mm-hmm. producing this and allowing this to air. It's wild. Like, <laughs> like, this is what I would expect from like two people making a podcast on Discord who are like have nothing to do with anything. You mean not, 
Yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a production company that's tied to Watch What Happens Live allowing the discussion of like, as they describe like hard drugs being used. I mean, tricks. it's interesting. And it's like, maybe, I mean, maybe the thought process is like, if anyone tries to prove otherwise, we can pull the tapes or something <laughs> like that. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know what I mean though? Wow. Wow. I'm like, my hands are like sweating just talking about this. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm subscribed to Heather's podcast. I plan to listen every week, but she's already had two really great episodes. The first with fucking Tina Lawson, who is Beyonce's mom. And then the second with Carol Radswell. I can't wait to see who pops up next. I do. I do have to just like say one last thing about the Carol interview. Doesn't Carol come off as like, so scorned by the end of the episode. Definitely at the beginning, I thought it was like, fine and good but once they started like moving on to other topics and carol kept on bringing it back to housewives yeah i was like oh wow this is weird i mean it's very much like how we complain about her social media presence and bethany's as well as in like please we're begging you like stop talking about new york and carol being like oh well like i haven't watched this season but you know in that scene where leah said like <laughs> i i'm the only one still getting my period i was really upset that none of you women like said anything it's like oh uh that's interesting like the only scene and episode that you've watched you have strong opinions about yeah it's sad but i don't know yeah i like their friendship for the most I, part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is like a genuine friendship. Yeah. And it really was like the beginning of the episode was like nice to listen to because it sounded like two former coworkers who've become friends outside of it, like gabbing about like work and like what happened during that time. Yeah. And then once we got to the later part of the episode, it did sound very much like Carol, a woman scorns. <laughs> wow. I love how we're like, we're weaving in and out like podcast recaps into our reunion <laughs> <laughs> recap. Good. Go go listen to it. Maybe maybe NBC Embassy Row will pick us up. Oh my god, please. Okay. Um so Tinsley like leaves mid-episode. Like her work here is done. I know. I After know. discussing making out with her sister. <laughs> I would have liked to hear or like to have her stay just to like pop into different parts of the conversation. She maybe watched on TV that she wasn't yeah. necessarily a part of. I would have liked that. Do we think she even watched any episodes on TV after she left? I could see it going both ways. Like either like she like obsessively watched or like, she just was like the screeners came in and she was like, yeah, who cares? I have a hard time like picturing her turning a television on. Well, Scott would turn the TV on. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it kind of like, we had like a nice little moment, like Luann's redemption. And even Andy was like, I hated you last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wasn't good for her. She did have like a great season. But then it turned into like, Back to, like, Ramona being a monster. Of course. Always. Ramona getting up to pee and then, like, not having her mask and then, like, asking for a mask from somewhere where she should have... Not asking. 
not asking, demanding a mask while yeah. standing there. It's like, just go back to your fucking seat. Yeah. <laughs> um, a big part of it was like the mother-daughter relationship of Leah and Ramona. I know, which I just feel like I wonder what how they'll approach making up before next season, you know? If Ramona's coming back. If I mean like Ramona's coming back, I think. Yeah. You can't lose Dorinda and Ramona in a season. I don't think. Yeah. Unless they're like trying to rebuild. Maybe. Hmm. I do think it was interesting that like Leah's allowed to say she's coming back. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, Bravo has less control over these women now. Really? In some ways. In some ways, because some of them are using, some of them are, like, so compelling and using social media and, like, other means in such an interesting way. And it's even, like, Garcelle being able to say, well, ball's in Bravo's court or whatever. Uh I mean, I know this isn't, like, um, a great comparison, but, like, we all noticed Kyle Cook from somewhere else posting, like, well, that's a wrap on season, like on the season of Summer House. Like, I got a fresh haircut, and then he had to like repost it without talking about like wrapping the season. Mm-hmm. It feels like, oh, like Leah doesn't have to follow the rules. Like, she could say, like, well, oh, I am coming back. She said it in like a comment reply. So, like, I haven't checked to see if she maybe deleted it. Did she? Who knows? No, I don't know. I don't, I could, I have no idea. It's like the thing with these Bravo, the Bravo fan community is so obsessive with screenshots these days mm-hmm. that it's like the moment something gets posted, even in a comment, it's already out the door. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I am interested to see like how Ramona and Leah bounce back next season. But like the thing with New York is every fight they're able to just like start joking like in the next scene in the next conversation. So like nothing feels that heavy. Yeah. I just think like with Ramona and Leah, a lot of it was COVID stuff. Yeah. And that's like a lot heavier, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. I think that's pretty much everything from this part of the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. I still love the set. I know people hate it. I'm the only one who like has declared my love for it. Yeah. I think you are. You are truly the only one. (laughs) I'm truly the only one. I love the set. I got like 11 likes on the tweet declaring my love. So there's at least 11 other people out there. So 12 of you strong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's get to Potomac, which I think like this is, this is an episode. This is television, baby. This is television. Okay. Candace going well. First of all, like it doesn't. It kind of starts with Can- Candace, but it starts with like some beautiful cinematography in mm-hmm. terms of like fast forwarding and rewinding and like chaos. And yeah, story. I felt like I was at a fucking blockbuster video. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, they were being very kind. They rewinded us all the way beginning mm-hmm. of Candace in the studio pulling like um, a Mariah Carey, something not, not a lot of uh, artists do going back in the studio to re to re-record vocals for a remix. I know of the song that she sang at her own wedding. Yeah. Which to see the flashback of Giselle in the audience watching her, just like pure bliss. 
this is like why I love Potomac so much. It's like just like the smallest shot of somebody looking at somebody can make for the greatest television. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the ICU remix is like, was it that big of a hit to like go back in the studio and revisit it? You know what well, I mean? No, I mean, I know that you're automatically comparing it to Coffee and Love, which I'm yeah. sure you want Ashley back in the studio re-recording yes. it if she hasn't already. But yes, I see I see your point. Yeah. I mean, like, if they are getting this producer to come in and work with her, like, let's cook up something new and fresh. I, yeah, I don't think Candace thought that far. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, but we get to... Ashley and Michael sitting down for this. It, this is truly like the epitome of like when you and I are talking about something and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, let's save it for the show. Mm. Ashley was like, oh, I want to murder you. I want to save the murder for the show. For the show and in a public spot. In a public spot. So like it could That's be a public execution. Like, didn't it like look like a gay bar that serves food? <laughs> Stop. Like, it looked like therapy. May therapy, R.I.P. Wow. I could see that. Okay. Um, I also knew something was amiss when Ashley is ordering a Pacifico instead of a Corona. I know. She can't order the same thing as him. She can't stomach saying those words. But it has to be in the same family. Uh, Pacificos are famously one of the closest beers to a Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, has a website ever gotten so much promo as gossipofthecity.com? <laughs> I love it. Like, I always hate when we get these, like, screenshots and shit with, like, text all over it. But, like, this goes to show, like, you gotta do it, I guess. Yeah. We should be mo- watermarking every one of our fucking Instagram posts. Yeah, I guess so. No, <laughs> all, actually don't. All, all the Instagram <laughs> stories of Teddy leaving set to exile by Taylor Swift. It's really sick. Though I okay. posted something set to exile too, so whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this was truly like a mention it all situation. We are not a traditional couple. They've been with another girl. Uh, Ashley's like kind of wanting to change the rules of the relationship. Like, I don't want this to happen again in terms of, like, us hooking up with anyone together. Right, but, like, she's making it about that, which may or may not be true, when it's not about that at all. He's been caught twice hooking up with other people without yeah. her. And it's like she's pregnant again. Like, let's set the timer to when it happens again in present day. And when Ashley makes the request to no longer uh, engage in threesomes, and Michael's response being, the fun is over. I almost fell on the floor. <laughs> uh, also, like, what's wrong with his eyes? Too, too many Coronas. It's just like, they're like puckering. Mm. But like, oh God, like the, the shot, the shot of him going to his phone, the hotel room, mm-hmm. the amount of footage that, they have it's like if you you, i'm speechless because he's been caught so many times on this show 
Yeah. And it's like, how stupid can you be? Does he want to be caught? Like, what's going on here? And like, and we're still at this dinner table, not addressing like how he was telling people that he has a wife and a boyfriend. Right, exactly. And isn't that around the time when he like calls for the producers to cut it? Yeah. Can we cut now, please? It's a wrap. He said that's a wrap. And then he goes to order another beer before the other producer even comes and walks down. Yeah. And then this is what I love. I love seeing like the little hunky producer talking to them. Mm-hmm. I started following him on Instagram. He hasn't accepted my follower request yet. Oh, how did you find him? People were posting about him, of course. I was like, it, when I went to go follow him, it was like 10 people you follow, follow him. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, riveting television. This is what I want to see. I'm glad that we're here in the year of our Lord 2020 because, like, I love to see this. I also kind of love, even though we have, like, New York and Beverly Hills airing right now, it's, like, not something we need to focus on. Like, we're able to truly focus our energies on just one show giving us Mm -hmm. new, like, truly new episodes. New content, like, bringing us places Housewives have never brought us in the world. Yeah. Okay. To follow up this amazing scene with us having a meeting in the not for lazy's mom, not for lazy mom's office. Did well, it's like a room in an office, like in an, in a we yeah. work. We're in a we're in a conference room. Did you realize something I saw posted online on like Instagram today? Not for lazy moms is also NFL moms. Love it. <laughs> the attention to detail there is amazing. I do want to say I love the art, um, the logo. Like, I see where the money went. <laughs> well, the money definitely has not gone to recording new episodes because, as was pointed out in our Facebook group or in our Discord, the mm-hmm. Not For Lazy Moms got lazy. And there has not been a new episode in a while. When's the last time? I want to say 2019. That's insane. Like, they, they should have been gearing up for COVID. Not, oh. not for COVID, <laughs> airing of the show. I know. But they got lazy. So they are for lazy moms. Wow. Yeah, September 27th was the last episode. So a year, basically. Wow, a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she has spent near like nearly eighty thousand dollars for this live event to sell tickets that they've sold twenty out of three hundred. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if if she wanted to break even at eighty thousand dollars for three hundred tickets, she would need to sell the tickets for. each. Oh my God. How much did we pay the one time we went to go see a live podcast taping? Like 50 bucks. Top 45. It could not be that. It couldn't even be that much. 35. Probably if 35 like feels right and reasonable. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We Um, spent a lot on wine that night. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where they get the the money, you know. <laughs> okay, um, 
But then she also like is strolling in the park with Chris and reveals that she spent close to or like around twenty thousand dollars for this whole not for lazy's mom not for lazy mom's venture. I don't get it. I mean, like, I get like she's paying people money to work for her, but what are those people doing? I mean, there were like four people in the room. It looks like she does record the podcast in a studio. Um, I know Not For Lazy Moms started as a website, so I'm assuming she's including that cost in there as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, the way she talks about it in her confessional is like, oh, this is like kind of therapeutic for me. But this is like some expensive therapy. Yeah, and it seems like she's given it up. Yeah. I'm curious to like have the not for lazy moms conversation at the reunion. Yeah, same. Okay. Um, Giselle furniture shopping. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's like, I wish we could get like someone in there to help her. Like, it's get funny us like, how, like a, in this room, she's going after like the worst pieces she can find. I know. Like, get us like a Jeremiah Brent or someone, like, to go and be like, hey, I really just want to like help you redo your home. Please. And while we're at it, like the closet as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Though, unpopular opinion, I liked her. I trollishly liked her outfit during the barn event with yeah. that like weird jacket with the weird fur panels. And the, the bedazzled like cap she was wearing. <laughs> um, I almost like, I wonder, is she leaning into it this season? No, because this is, isn't this like really the first season it's been called out in such a major, major way? Yeah, I don't like, but what I'm what I'm saying is like, is she dressing more like showy? Oh, like she thinks a housewife should dress. Not necessarily how she thinks a housewife should dress, but like how she thinks she as a housewife should dress. Right. Maybe. I don't think think she's emulating like an Erica Jane, but like she's like, oh, I want to like just look crazy. Maybe she's doing like pastor's wife. Yeah. Now that she's back in that gig. Mm, okay yeah yeah i see that the thing that kills me the most out of everything is that red leather couch in that pink room in her house oh god yeah and it's not even like a it's not even like a it's like a very um man cave red leather couch in like this very pink room uh thankfully robin meets up with her to like do the shopping and we learn that robin accidentally texts ashley the screenshot the about Michael. Have you done this? I feel like I have, but not, it, it wasn't like a terrible, like I was able to catch myself much like Robin, like spinning around real quick. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I did it once. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the story, obviously. Yeah, no, 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 no. me neither. Me neither. Okay. Um, Wendy and Eddie talking about Wendy's teaching career. 
not like too too monumental of a moment, but just like I do like seeing more of Wendy and Eddie because I like them together. Mm-hmm. And we um, find out that she's she's more passionate about like the talking head work that she does. Yeah. Which like I mean like obviously like she's a woman who is now a real housewife and who wants to like pursue this. So it's obvious to me that she would be more interested in like the talking head going on TV thing than the professor thing. Yeah. And I mean like it's I think it's good because like every time I've seen her on like one of those political talk shows, she's always done a really good job. So Yeah. Uh, we do check in with like Robin's parents, which I feel like we have not seen much of in the in the past I compared know. to like Ashley's mom. Yeah, and we find out like her mom was a professor, which is interesting. Yeah. And her dad and like the old the old picture of Robin's mom, she looks just like her mom. Yeah, definitely. Um I the reason I know I wanted to bring up this scene is I don't know if you caught this. There's like a moment that she's talking about, like maybe like how her dad feels about her marriage or something. And the audio sounds like a COVID confessional and like the COVID confession. We're only getting the audio like with in the scene with her parents. And mm-hmm. then it cuts to her, um, her shrugging in like a pre COVID confessional. I did not notice that. I wonder if like there was something strange with the, like the video that they recorded, but they just wanted to use the audio from it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like something strange I I, I picked up that I wanted they, to see if like anyone who's listening to this caught that as well. Have they introduced COVID confessionals in Potomac yet? They have we, not yet, which is why right. like, I was on my, my like guard for it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I think this is off topic and like you don't watch this, so it doesn't matter. I think this episode they started introing COVID confessionals on below deck. I could be wrong, but like the lighting was a little different on one of them. And I was like, oh, is that COVID? Mm-mm-mm. But like, isn't below deck almost done? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're just like at the tail end of it, throwing in a few. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, that show's produced differently, so it could very well not be a COVID confessional, but I thought I it looked kind of like one. Sure. Okay. Um, we get to the winery. This is in honor of a literary award winner. Love that. Um, the confidence and, sh- and strength of Ashley Darby walking into this scenario. I know. It's like, how does she do it? But like, cool as a cucumber. Always. It's wild. (laughs) Like a professional. And she's always got like an itinerary laid out for her (laughs) entrance and like what she's going to do and how she's going to act. And like, she will ask for one glass of wine or like whatever, instead of like doing the wine tasting. And it's like, she's got everything laid out. She's got a plan. Always. God. It's like we've always appreciated Ashley, but like this season, she has like down to a science. I know it's sort of sick. Yeah. Okay. Would you have guessed <laughs> the cause of the Candace Monique showdown would essentially be Candace dropping out of. Monique's live taping of her podcast. 
I would not have guessed that. And then like the like micro catalyst of the showdown is Candace saying that she loves everyone. That was basically it. It was like, Candace was like, Oh, I love everyone. And someone made a comment about like how she's been drinking wine or whatever. And then that's how they get into it. It's like, what, how does that, those two little things escalate into whatever. But also the catalyst of her dropping out is Monique either pretending or not pretending to be asleep. I know. And it's like also hinged on like the $200 that Monique had to spend to (laughs) print up new flyers. What's 200 out of 200,000 that you have spent? Also, where are these fly, where are these physical flyers going? And why have they only generated 20 ticket sales? I know. It's, there's so many questions. Like I, like, I don't think we can pull off a live show by any means, but I think we could get 20 tickets. I say we could get 30. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't wait to see next week. See the aftermath. See where we're going. I know they really did, though, tease this episode as like the fight episode. And then we got like it as the credits ran. Yeah. I mean, like to me, like and I'm sure you agree with this. Like, it's not the actual like, I don't care about the violence. Like, I don't need the violence. Like, it's everything surrounding it. That's like what's interesting to me. Yeah. We don't even want the violence. Yeah, of course not. Um, Okay, let's wrap this all up with our freak of the week and the one true queen. Let's do it. Wow. Okay. Freak of the week. We have abstained from talking about her for quite some time, but as part of her, the start of her, I guess, uh, rehabilitation tour, Stassi Schroeder appeared on Tamron Hall's show. Mm-hmm. And I seems like it did not go as Stassi had hoped. Yeah. It was incredibly awkward. She seemed just like very ill prepared during the entire clip. I couldn't even get through the full clip um, just because like Tamron was asking like the questions that deserved to be answered. And Stassi was not prepared to answer them in a substantial way, in a way that really proved that she had learned something from this whole debacle. She wasn't she wasn't outwardly playing victim but she just like it was clear that like she just still doesn't get it it definitely felt like it was too soon for her to be doing this yeah and then Um, there were like these press reports of that were like obviously leaked by stassi's team basically saying that the interview was awkward she was underprepared and like that tamron i guess like went too far or like was too aggressive oh no the actual the actual term i think that might have been included but i think the 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 quote that pissed tamron off the most was that uh the report saying that tamron went rogue oh yeah went rogue uh and then tamron responded to these reports which i thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. saying like i'm gonna clue you all in on how this works like we do have a conversation as to like what topics are going to be discussed but we do not give her the questions or like go through the questions and the answers ahead of time. So like, it's not like she was expecting certain questions and then I went off script or something. 
Right. And she revealed that Stasi or her team, I don't remember which, ahead of the interview explicitly asked, like, can we please not talk about the Me Too comments? Right, because Stasi had, like, shitty comments about women who had come forward as part of the Me Too movement. Yeah. And Tamron is, like, basically admitting that she did take those questions out, even though she didn't want to. Yeah, like, she wanted to talk about it, but then, on the other hand, she, like, felt like they had enough to talk about. Yeah, and then also she had in her mind that Stasi is five months pregnant. It's a very stressful situation for her, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So she brought that up during that clip that was posted, uh, which everyone should see. Got the Tamron Hall clip responding because I think it's an interesting response and like a window into how these kind of big interviews work and how like media in general works, basically. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> our one true queen. Wow. Pour one out for. The one and only Elise Lane, who, in the midst of a Nini Leaks and a Teddy Bell <laughs> announcing their departures from their respective shows, and a Denise Richards for that matter, uh, Elise Lane tweeted, in response to many of your inquiries, the answer is no, I will not be returning to Roni. Thank you for your support, laughs, and friendship. I adore so many of you. I value you, and I am always available to chat. Wow. Wow. I mean, never forget that she really coins the come through queen community name, which is you people. Mm. We'll always love her for that. And we'll always love you people. Um, It's worth noting, Elise's name has not even been uttered so far in the first two parts of the reunion. But we've talked plenty about Bethany. Crazy. Are we saving the Elise conversation for... uh, Part three, is it, will it not occur? I don't think it's occurring. Which is so strange because it was like such a big part of the season. I know. It's so crazy. Yeah. I guess we'll have to watch what happens in part three. And we will be back with you guys next week doing that all. So thanks for tuning in. Um, We've made a one-stop shop for you to check out all the things related to this podcast, whether it be where to follow Brendan and I on Twitter where to get merch, where to listen to our Patreon bonus episodes and pre-show. This week, uh, we released a series premiere recap of the Miami series premiere, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go to comethroughqueen.com and get the links to all of that. Yeah. Also, just a reminder, we have started um, a Discord channel for Come Through Queen listeners. That's also linked on comethroughqueen.com. Um, there's some fun conversations and it's more of like a, I would say like a chat room functionality. So it's like an interesting conversation in a kind of new way that's different from what's happening on the Facebook community, which is also linked on comethroughqueen.com. Yeah, you could dip in and out of the Discord to chat whenever you want, but uh, you'll usually find a bunch of people as shows are airing live as well, uh, mm-hmm. discussing the episode as it airs. Great. So I- I think that's it. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.